Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. I'm glad you joined me this week. I apologize for being a couple of days behind our usual Monday release, but I got a little tangled up with the holiday, didn't quite get my recording done like I needed to on the time frame I needed to, and so we're running a little behind. But I wanted to bring some information to your consciousness this week about opioids. Now, unless you're living with your head under a rock, you know the United States is in a bad way with our opioid statistics. And I want to talk to you not only about where we are right now in the U.S., but also how opioids fit into musculoskeletal care, or rather, how they don't. Um, Because, let's face it, opioids are not even a part of the standard of care for things like low back pain, or hip and knee degenerative arthritic pain. But let's go ahead and dive right in. First off though, if you are interested in laser therapy and offering that in your practice, you can head over to lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can look at our training programs and you can also contact us. We can help you find the right equipment, get your staff hired, get this going so you can offer this amazing drug-free pain-relieving approach to your patients in your office and also help your bottom line by driving a good return on investment on your equipment and increasing your practice's profitability. Okay, so the study that I'm bringing you some of this information from uh, is titled Effect of Opioid versus Non-Opioid Medications on Pain-Related Function in Patients with Chronic Back Pain or hip or knee osteoarthritis pain. This is a randomized clinical trial, and this was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association back in 2018. And in this study, it was a 12-month study on patients that they recruited from VA primary care clinics. And some of them they treated with opioid medications for their back pain, hip or knee pain, and others had non-opioid medications. And what they noticed is that the opioid medications did no better on the long term than those that were on uh, acetaminophen or NSAIDs. And as a matter of fact, pain intensity was significantly better in the group that was using non-opioid medications. And the adverse medication-related symptoms were significantly more common in the opioid group over that 12-month period. So that's very clearly saying that we should not be using opioids for chronic back pain, or hip or knee osteoarthritis pain, that even looking at medications, the non-opioid medications are going to be the better choice. Now look, I'm a chiropractor. Most of you guys know that already. I don't prescribe medications. I'm not going to tell you how to prescribe medications. I simply want to make sure that we're bringing this to the forefront, that if you're using medications to help control pain, you need to be looking at the most current data and you need to be within the standard of care because that's what makes sense. That's why we have a standard of care. And in this case, opioid medications are outside of the standard of care. And and further, they don't actually work as well as even non-opioid medications. In fact, the standard of care for chronic back pain says that patients need to first work on exercise and education for avoidance behaviors. They also need to go through some level of weight loss if they are obese. 
That's really your first step, and that's the more difficult step to take. It's much easier to write a prescription, but stick within that standard of care and make sure that you're giving the patient those non-invasive, those conservative care options. If you're going to prescribe, of course, you need to do that within your prescriptive authority and underneath your medical decision-making. I'm not going to tell you what to do with that, but this data says non-opioid medications are actually better than opioid medications for chronic back pain, hip or knee osteoarthritis pain. Now, given that, let's talk about our opioid problem here in the U.S. Overdose deaths have been increasing steadily since 99. Uh, the only year that they went down was 2018. 2019, they were right back up really high. And we know, even though we don't have all the data compiled yet, that 2020 was the worst year we've ever had for overdose deaths. More than 70 thousand Americans died from drug-involved overdoses in 2019. That is straight from National Institutes of Health. If you want to look at this data yourself, we'll drop a link in the show notes. You can go look at the most up-to-date information. Now, out of those 70,000 deaths, according to drugabusestatistics.org, 80% of the people who were using heroin started using heroin after they were introduced to opioid painkillers. That means that a lot of people end up switching to heroin after getting hooked on prescription opioid painkillers. Opioid medications do go on to cause about 75% of all drug-related deaths in the United States. So we're talking a significant problem here. 75% of 70,000 is a lot. I don't do math, so it's a lot. We're talking more people in a year than died in the entire extent of the Vietnam War. That's crazy. That's a huge amount of deaths. And every year. As a matter of fact, this number of deaths is reducing the life expectancy in the U.S. We're a developed country. Our life expectancy should be matching every other developed country. It should be increasing gradually every year. We should be getting better and better. Instead, life expectancy in the United States has dropped for three years running now. Now, if you don't think that your patients have a problem with misusing opioids. The data says that 20 to 29%, excuse me, 21 to 29% of patients who are prescribed opioids will misuse them. Let me say that again. Almost a third of your patients that you prescribe opioids for will end up misusing those those pain medications. And then somewhere between 8 and 12% of those patients will go on to develop an opioid use disorder which increases risk of overdose. That goes right back to the overdose deaths that we're talking about. Prescription opioids for pain, even appropriately prescribed, are a significant problem here in the United States. Now, as this problem has gotten more and more attention, yes, there have been better controls of opioid prescriptions. However, the fact that these are very, very addictive still means that even a small prescription that fits within the guidelines that's out there could still result in someone who is addicted. And many times, if someone who is addicted cannot continue to get what they were getting before, that is where it's much easier to change over into a cheaper drug like heroin or fentanyl now. Now, again, I don't want to tell you how to prescribe. I simply want to bring more attention to this issue again because we've just gone through a pandemic where it's been very easy to lose track of the fact that we have a lot more issues in this country than the pandemic that we've been dealing with. We have significant amounts of people dying every year from drug overdoses, which oftentimes start with a prescription opioid for pain. If we can get people started on the right foot for painful issues, 
things like conservative care, physical therapy, laser therapy, chiropractic, massage, these non-invasive treatments and minimally invasive treatments for things like trigger point injections or regenerative medicine to control the pain and improve function without having to step foot into the dangerous waters of opioid medications especially. And we can get this country moving back in the right direction on this drug overdose problem. If you are a practitioner of non-invasive care, a PT, a massage therapist, a chiro, then you are already part of the team helping this happen. Keep doing what you're doing. Help patients out. Keep people off of pain medications. What you're doing is incredibly important, and it's one of the big tools we have to combat the opioid epidemic. Laser therapy is a great non-invasive tool that you can use to make your practice even more effective. If you want to know more about that, if you want to know more about how to implement this in your practice, please go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org, and above all, keep doing what you're doing. I'll talk with you next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.